From Moses, the Midwest Organic and Sustainable Education Service, this is the In Her Boots podcast, a show about women cultivating the sustainable and organic agriculture movement and how she does it. My name is Lisa Kiverest, and I founded and lead the award-winning Moses In Her Boots project, providing training, resources, and support for women farmers. I'm a farmer myself, running in serendipity with my family in Wisconsin, and am the author of Soil Sisters, a toolkit for women farmers. The In Her Boots podcast celebrates the collaborative spirit of us women farmers and all women working to transform our food system and steward our land, sharing ideas and inspiration with each other. Whether you're a woman with a dream of starting your own farm or already have your hands deep in the soil, there's something for you here. Be sure to subscribe so you won't miss anything. Come gather around Allison Parker's kitchen table as we talk about her journey integrating two young boys into their farming operation at Radical Root Organic Farm. Allison reminds us to keep the fun factor in farming, cobble together a patchwork of childcare support, and enjoy those kids, especially while they're little. A self-taught first-generation farmer, Allison Parker launched Radical Root Organic Farm with her husband, Alex Needham, in 2009. It's a certified organic family farm located in the Chicago suburbs of Libertyville, Illinois, on land accessed through an innovative land trust partnership, where she's reinventing a 150-year-old farm through organic and permaculture principles. We are here in the Farmstead Kitchen with Farmer Allison Parker of Radical Root Organic Farm. Thanks for inviting us over, Allison, to... We'll both bring our boots workshop here with with a lot more people and also to share a slice of your life and how how you make it work here because you not only make the farm business work but you've got a family right and a husband and two two little kids how old are your kids yeah they're um uh huck huckleberry just turned seven his and... name is huckleberry yeah oh <laughs> i love it uh and river just or no river's four he's four and a half so he'll turn five and so they're still little and they need an eyeball and uh yeah, yeah, yeah they're yeah. on that cusp i can see the light at the end of the tunnel with them right now <laughs> they, they can go to the bathroom by themselves yeah. but no sharp knives yet fair yeah. enough um so were you here on your farm when they were born or how was so that transition we, we yeah so we're so when alex and i started um you know we were in our 20 early 20s so we were it was just us and yeah i had we had huck while we were at prairie crossing and then here we at moved the incubator here farm yes. where you were before exactly that before for this property and when we came here to this property we um river was four months old so he Ooh. was a baby yeah. that's a huge new venture then yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah so it's definitely um it was definitely a transition having them, um, you know, because I was very used to, you know, Alex and I just being, you know, very equal in the field. And, um, you know, back when we were working on farms and we started our own farm, we were just very, you know, we did things pretty equally. I mean, equal, you know, equal. Yeah. Like, and yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah. And I and I guess I, I did think that I would just strap on the baby in the back and just um just keep working which i do have a picture of myself actually watering the greenhouse with huck on you know wearing huck on i my think back. i saw that picture oh, okay. it's a lovely picture it can be our mantra <laughs> i know so the one day so sometimes i look at that and i'm like mom. see i did do that yeah but uh yes but that's not it was that was not exactly how um it worked so i feel like it's it's been 
uh, gradual, but I, you know, this year, uh, I mean, Alex and I did a lot of tag teaming, basically. I mean, he right. definitely took on the bulk of the field work, and I did probably the bulk of the office work when they were really little. Um, and, uh, and now it's, now it's a little more like I'm, I'm definitely in the field a lot more now. And that's, you know, that's due to a few things. I mean, Alex can, can we kind of can trade them a little bit. Um, my mom also comes one day a week usually. Mm-hmm. And we have a, they're part of a homeschooling co-op. We homeschool. So they're part of a co-op where one of the, um, one of the teenage boys comes and he watches them for half a day um, on Wednesday. So we kind of like have this patchwork kind of like thing sure. going. Oh, where, make it work. Yeah. Make it work. <laughs> what, what did, looking back on that, what advice would you give a woman farmer, particularly a beginning woman farmer, like you were in those, those shoes? Because it's something women wrestle with. Because yeah. if you want to have a family and have kids, well, when do you? And it seems like the polar opposite of <laughs> what you did. Right. So, you know, <laughs> why would you have a baby while you start a new business? Well, why not? Right. And what do you, you know, so uh, were there learnings or, yeah. or did you just make it work? It always sounds like too. Yeah, I, it's definitely hard. It was definitely very hard for, for me. Um, so it was, I mean, but it was definitely... You know, we kind of we kind of knew it was probably going to be hard, but uh, we we kind of just I mean, I think it was definitely there's no doubt about it. The first few couple years, especially, are very tough. So, um, especially with like limited help and things like that. So it's sure. it's um it's hard, but there is I mean we we did kind of make it work where you know we would you know like things that made um us really happy and still we're kind of still doing that with farmer farming we kind of have to remind ourselves like why we're farming in the first place Mm. and so you know we planted a bunch of um bramble and different you know gooseberries and raspberries and things like that where we can pick with the kids and they can sort of um and it's kind of like 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 oh yeah remind ourselves like this is why we're farming. I think the goats that when we bought those from Greta, I think that was also sort of the intention was um, remind why we love farming and and you know I really love milk and cream and things that I can put in my coffee and make you know ice cream with and things Yummy like that. Things, yeah. So I think like having you know sh- have, sharing that with kids is like super fun. So that was sort of um, yeah, kind of like kind of enjoying because we really want to enjoy have you know being having them sure and, especially when they're little like yeah, that. yeah so so that's that's really fun is like and i always sort of wanted to like raise farm kids you know that like we're um like when i was i was giving a tour we were giving a tour together actually alex and i and um they were just playing in this mud pit like beside us and I mean, it's it, that's sort of like wanted to, you know, like these like really <laughs> muddy like, yep, kids. I got it. Yeah. Thanks. It's good. It's good. That's great. And so, um, you you mentioned you were homeschooling, which seems to in, for some families be a right fit for some farming families. I remember I met my first my first encounter with homeschooling was at the Moses conference oh, years wow. before our son was born, and. I was honestly impressed by these kids. You yeah, know, just, I was like, right. What? Where, where, where do you, what do you do? And myself just coming from, it's probably yourself, a more of a conventional education right. school background. It was yeah. totally out there. But uh, what made you decide to 
to try that out. Yeah. So I sort of felt like, um, you know, I felt like I feel like growing up on a farm is sort of like the ultimate. Like, there's so much to learn from farming, and there's so many life skills and just you know so many learning opportunities and being outside. I mean, I felt like I've I've had um, a very, real fear of them sending them to home or public school and then just like never being outside and just. Sure. So that was really appealing to me is then they could be outside so much and just be really connected with nature and have this like appreciation for nature that I felt like when I was going to school, I never really got encouraged to, to, yeah, to any kind of like land stewardship or like appreciating or learning about, you know, the natural world. So sure. Um, yeah, that was sort of my main intention was them have a really outdoorsy childhood and, be able and the farm just like has so many opportunities that i was really eager to sort of bring to them and so yeah that was oh, did you meet other families in the area or kind of was it sort of a say slow decision but just something that evolved yeah and it made sense to try because they're still little right right I mean, yeah so i think that is maybe a it's we there's not a lot of homeschoolers around here where i think uh, maybe different in like maybe rural areas might have more of those, oh, but uh, maybe not. I don't know. It's hard. I would, <laughs> Sometimes I think I think these things like oh, if we were in a rural area, we'd have so many homeschool families near us, but maybe maybe not. I don't. Yeah, we 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 homeschool our son, and same sort of thought process yeah. too. And uh, now now he's the audio engineer of our In Her Boots podcast uh. at fifteen. <laughs> All the listeners wave to Liam, but 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 no, it's that integration that always got us in. Well, it's two things actually. It was. Uh, when John and I moved to the farm after the, well, early midlife crisis, not like you, 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 you were smart. You started things right away. But, but we made the choice to move rural. We made the choice to not commute to a job anymore. Yeah. And why right. would we make our kid do that? Right. You know. So the farming lifestyle, the farm-based livelihood, is really conducive. Yeah. Can be conducive for everybody. And I'm, I'm. Trust me, as I think you are, you know, last to be recruiting for homeschooling. But yeah, right. we're always open to sharing our experiences. It's not for everybody. And it's right. very much based on your kid. Right. Yeah. And yeah. as your boys grow up, you'll see yeah. where their interests are. For us with Liam, uh, he always has a lot of tech interests. Yeah. Right. God knows where yeah. he got that genetically. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> but a lot of these things today, particularly in technology, are self-taught. You know, right. You can, you can learn how to code online. You can learn how to run podcast gear for your mom. You right. know, and, and there's opportunity. I, I honestly don't know how people ever homeschool before the internet because yeah. that opens up, <laughs> truly opens right. up a library of education yeah, wherever totally, you are. Yeah. But it, uh, yeah, and it, it it evolves, you know. Yeah. But, but I always too, like with a with your ages of your boys being young, when especially I seem to encounter women farmers. Who have young kids and they're on this fence, like, do I homeschool or not? Do I homeschool or not? And right. My advice had always been, you know, if you are honestly curious and there's something in your heart that says this might be the right thing, right. just try it. Right, right. You can always go back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, you can always go back to school or yeah. anything like that. But we have a farming um, friends by us, uh, the Reamer Family Farms, and they homeschool three girls and their oldest uh, started school, public school last year, oh, which is maybe wow. in sixth grade or so. Yeah. But... It's a conscious choice. It's just that environment's better for her. No regrets. It's very positive. We have actually another homeschool family where one of the kids is starting high school. Yeah. Very positively. Right. But if you start school and then it doesn't work 
and then you go to homeschooling, it's a different dynamic. Yeah. You know, it's a little more negative and it, you're right. kind of leaving something. But, right. but yeah, give it a whirl and I don't know, all of a sudden yeah. a decade goes by. And yeah. <laughs> my mother still calls and asks about my experiment. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, ask him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but I think it's something very conducive and increasingly of interest to particularly organic farming families. Yeah. And to your point about the finding families, you know, you, you find them when you need them. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. It's, it's a tough That's one a point. Uh, because we have a couple of families, especially when Liam was younger, that we did a lot of stuff with when yeah. they're play dates and that sort of thing. Um, but you, you build it wherever yeah. you go. And people move and come and go. It's yeah. always a, a, a cycle there. But um, but yeah, I, I always I always think there's this like sub market of uh, organic kids homeschooled on farms yeah. that might unionize in their future life, or I don't know, need large group therapy projects or something. Yeah. But uh, but no, I it it is increasingly of interest, and appreciate yeah. you sharing your story because it it's different for everybody, right? It is, yes. And I definitely would recommend trying it. I mean, I didn't know how I would like it, and it turns out I really like it. So I mean, it's it's hard, but it's also um, really rewarding and I can see like how like um, a homeschooled childhood one that's like a really outdoorsy is like a really beneficial to and I would think too especially as your boys get older they probably are ready now going to market yeah and seeing things right I, I think farmers markets in particular are such great learning model because people still use cash yeah, right they still true. see a financial transaction that is so increasingly rare in our world yeah, it's it's true. It's such a um, it's such life learning to be able to yeah do all the things yeah farmers markets to growing to all these other things. So yeah, cool, cool. And uh, um, how old are your kids again? I'm sorry, you mentioned so, so um, seven. Yeah, so he's te- so Huck's in first grade. You know, technically, gotcha. yeah. Um, and River's just preschool. So he's four. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah. Nice, yeah. nice. Yeah. Do they have? Do you see interests of theirs on the farm? Are there things they gravitate or yeah. little chores and responsibilities? Yeah. I mean, Huck's really into um, learning about medicinal plants, which is oh, sort of wow. exciting for me to <laughs> to to cultivate that interest. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're both really eager um, just to do farm work too and to learn more about that and um yeah i mean we do we'll do things like we're just starting to harvest eggs with them and uh things like that where they can actually um have actually eventually have chores that they'll be able to do by themselves one day but and they may also have opportunities to start their own businesses so things to on a small scale have that entrepreneurial spirit from the get-go and have it so accessible and that is something we we checked out a bunch of books on uh, being a kid entrepreneur for huck because that is something he's he's sort of seen us at the farm stand and he wants he's decided he wants to make his uh huck's drinks so he wants to make for um like green smoothies with like our kale and all right (laughs) yeah well and nobody ever says no to a kid selling something at market i don't (laughs) do you know if it's something you produced you bet so they get that immediate positive reaction and some kachink from the start excellent (laughs) terrific thank you allison thanks for listening to our in her boots podcast i'm your host lisa kiverist with the moses in her boots project this episode's audio engineer was Liam Kiverest of TechSocket.net. The podcast was brought to you by the Midwest Organic and Sustainable Education Service, MOSES. 
The mission of Moses is to educate, inspire, and empower farmers to thrive in a sustainable, organic system of agriculture. For more information on Moses, in her boots, and a bounty of organic resources, check out mosesorganic.org.